0: Welcome to this movie panel's One Shot. Let's have a nerdy little conversation. And it saddens me just a little bit that we are officially ending our summer of Superman. We've gone through... I mean, you could really say we started in May when Chad and I talked about Superman Doomsday. Uh, Then we went through all of June with the death uh, of Superman, the reign of Superman, the return of Superman. And now Chad and I are here in July. We are going to finish up this conversation. We're going to continue... Playing off of what Nicholas and I talked about last week with the reign and return of Superman, we'll talk briefly about the return of Superman, uh, but our main focus for this episode is going to be the legacy of this event, and why comic book fans like the two of us still praise this event so highly (laughs) 30 years later, Uh, but... Again, everyone, join me in welcoming uh, Chad Smith for this conversation. How are you, Chad?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, I don't know about this briefly stuff you're speaking of. It seems. Yeah, you and I don't do things (laughs) briefly, do we? (laughs) No, not at all.
0: That's what that's what the plan was. The plan is to go briefly. <laughs> yeah,
1: 30 minutes, hour and 15. Yeah, you know. <laughs> hour and 15 minutes later. Because, yeah,
0: our last one shot went a little longer than originally planned, but we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, there was a lot I, of ground to for sure. Yeah, I do feel that we don't have as much to cover here, because we're, we're really only talking <laughs> no, just about maybe the a legacy
1: one. of the greatest well, the comic legacy, story yeah. ever. But, you know, it's like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So let, let's get into the return of Superman. So, Superman's uh, officially marked return is Superman number 25. Uh, now, I do like to point this out. Whether or not this storyline was meant to happen or not, the fact that they were able to put all of these key moments at monumental issues. Mm-hmm. You've got Superman 75 is the death of Superman. Right. You've got Adventures of Superman 500 is the beginning of the return. That's right. the one we're, we talked about last time with Jonathan having the heart attack and going to the afterlife. And now you've got Man of Steel 25 is the official quote-unquote return of Superman. I will argue Superman returned a few issues before this. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the exact issue, but it was one of those things very much like Doomsday where you had these panels of you know the fist punching. You had these panels within the storylines that were happening with the reign of Superman Mm -hmm. of something bursting out of the matrix chamber at the, uh, the fortress of solitude. Uh, then you've got this mysterious giant robot that's walking, you know, through, through the snow, ultimately into the ocean. Uh, and is I think Lex's people end up tracking it, that it's headed straight for metropolis. They think it's, uh, something that's coming to attack. They're worried it's going to be another doomsday type issue. It then sur- resurfaces there in Metropolis, and then I don't know if you saw this, but <laughs> then the the giant robot uh, evacuates uh, <laughs> Superman <laughs> because it literally <laughs> he literally drops out between the legs yeah, of yeah, this yeah, robot.
1: Yeah. I knew exactly what you it's meant. And just
0: this like goo. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Nice. It, it's it was an interesting <laughs> way to to do that. Yeah. And then of course he stands up, and it is it is mullet Superman with his black suit, and that's now where we're at in Man <laughs> of Steel twenty five, uh, which is great cover. I love the cover. It's just a close up shot of Superman's face, mm-hmm. and but I think it, it's like the. Uh, you know, the return question mark, I think, is on there. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, something yeah. Of, I forgot about the re- of question Has mark. he actually returned? Is this really, or is this, as they say in the comic, you know, is this now a fifth person claiming the mantle? And, of course, he pulls Lois to the side and he he gives her some information that makes her really consider, oh, this might <laughs> actually be Clark. So uh, you were kind of questioning, you know,
1: uh, was it on purpose or not that it happened at these key moments? And I would argue, yes. I think this story was so carefully told. You have, you know, the th- the other things we've talked about, the whole uh, lead up to uh, death of Superman, the the four, three, two, one given via panels, mm-hmm. panel numbers on each page, and just all of those things. But I also um, the the only one I can think of, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the reveal of Doomsday and the reveal of the return of Superman are uh, Man of Steel. It's, uh, yeah, because it's what, like Man of Steel 17? Yes. Something I, like that. I've where, got so many issues in Dooms, my head right now. Yeah, where Doomsday exactly. is, is revealed to us. So I think, like, there's even symmetry in that. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know, you were talking about that we were given these hints through the other. Issues leading up to Man of Steel the same way like mirroring uh, Doomsday you know breaking out of his tomb uh, and everything too so I I do think that they were methodically pla- planned out like that uh, all the milestones all the symmetry of Doomsday uh, arriving and you know Clark re arriving whatever you want to call it uh, I think
0: I don't think it was accidental but so we had Superman return. It doesn't seem to take an awful long uh, time for kind of the other, some of the other Superman to, to fall in place. Of course, while this is happening, while he's walking in the, the robot suit, we get the reveal that Cyborg Superman is the villain. Mm-hmm. He seemingly takes out the Eradicator Superman, right. although he comes back later uh, once he gets back to the fortress and is able to rejuvenate. Uh, we get the destruction of Central City. Uh, you know, we get Steel and Superboy. Steel kind of becoming a mentor to Superboy, yeah. and and all of this happening. And then Superman returns, so. and he he's 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 got the black suit. Uh, he he's got a gun, uh, which which is funny when you compare it to Superman Doomsday, because uh, <laughs> that's exactly what happens. Hey, here's this kryptonite gun, uh, but this is just like a blaster gun that he he ends up carrying when they they go into Engine City which is the former central city to face cyborg Superman. But w- what were you going to say? We talked a lot about this uh, previously in a couple of other conversations,
1: but the idea that a Kryptonian to become um, you know, a true hero needs human mentorship, needs like, uh,
0: you know, is I, is that mirrored again here? Oh, I, you know, I didn't, I've never thought about that. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, well, because, I mean, Steel he does that to the Eradicator, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the yep. moment where they confront each other. there's also that, a payoff to that,
1: too, though. I mean, yeah, in the end, Eradicator does kind of redeem himself. and uh, Not kind yeah. of, I would argue he does.
0: Well, and yeah, Steel shows him how, hey, killing people, this is not the Superman way. Yeah. And if you truly believe yourself to be Superman, like, he, he pretty much, he, he teaches him about justice and... Uh, you know, teaches him right and wrong. Uh, whereas with Superboy, he's more teaching him how to act yeah. and, uh, you know, how to portray himself as Superman. So, yeah, I never thought about that because of of the group, yeah, John Henry Irons is the quote-unquote human yeah. of them. And so, yeah, oh, dang, Chad, you, you got got some thoughts, deep thoughts there <laughs> with, <laughs> with this. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. That having having that, I mean, sh- streetwise, but also intelligent, um, but just this compassionate right. person in John Henry Irons, you know, a man of the streets, the same way that Jonathan Kent and Martha Kent are people of the land. Yeah. You know, being farmers. Yep. Yeah. That, that, dang. Okay. So, well, so much for keeping this conversation <laughs> short. Let's just. <laughs> Yet again. Just <laughs> yeah. No, but but let's, yeah, let's go ahead and move into the the story a little bit more. So, we find we end up finding out that what has actually been the case is the real Superman's body has been inside the Matrix and Eradicator has been feeding off of it. But at the same time, uh, the robots have been trying to revive the actual body of Superman. Mm -hmm. He just hasn't been able to absorb enough uh, solar energy, which is the reason for the black suit, as many people know that the suit's to help him uh, absorb sunlight. Let's uh, be honest, not... it's to look
1: really cool. It's, it's to look cool, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's to look cool.
1: Very <laughs> very punk rock Superman. It's a...
0: Yeah, so, and then we get the battle in inside of uh, Engine City, um, where I love, again, you talk about Steel. It's Steel that we get a lot of his thoughts mm-hmm. as they're battling of where he's going, man, I actually think this really is Superman yeah and because he's he's defensive for a minute because again he's the spirit quote unquote of Superman right. and so he's very protective um, but for on a good way whereas you know Superboy is protective because he owns the trademark yeah. to the yeah. name Superman he wants the fame um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so we get the battle Green Lantern even joins in which rightfully so because Central City was his home. And so it gets destroyed. Uh, so you got to have Green Lantern come in. There's even a Green Lantern issue yeah. that that pushes itself into these four Superman titles. Um, which I will say, this one's when it gets towards the end, the continuity is very hard to follow because there's so much overlap. Right. Uh, like because that issue of Green Lantern is happening concurrently with one of the other issues. And so some stuff is revealed in the Green Lantern or the issue before the Green Lantern issue that then happens again in the Green Lantern issue. And then things happen in the Green Lantern issue that then happen again in the issue that follows it. Because you're just seeing it from different perspectives. Right. Um, but but then ultimately we get the, the final battle. Uh, Superboy gets taken out for a little while. Green Lantern gets his arm broken. Steel... Gets pretty much destroyed. I mean, there's a really awesome moment yeah. where uh, Cyborg Superman realizes that his suit is technology, yeah, and so he actually takes over the suit, and you see the top of his chest like come form into Cyborg Superman's head, yeah. Uh, very Freddy Krueger esque is what I think of when I when I see that, yeah. yeah. No, that's and, funny. and then ultimately you have Eradicator return, and he in his moment of realizing that what is right he steps in front of a huge blast of kryptonite that uh, cyborg superman is going to use on the real superman and somehow the kryptonite mixed with his kryptonian makeup creates a blast that as it hits clark gives him his powers back Mm -hmm. in which superman then punches straight through cyborg superman and uh, vibrates himself hard enough that he completely disintegrates cyborg Superman, which of course this is comic cyborg Superman was not destroyed. <laughs> right. He passed well, his I was about to say, the same. Yeah. He already,
1: yeah. you know, kind of telepathically passes his consciousness into a computer. So
0: it would go to reason that he could continue to do that. So, yeah. So, yeah. So he come obviously comes back later you think Eradicator might have perished, but they kind of reveal at the end that he's just again very weak, and uh, he would need to be healed. Uh, and and then I hate I hate mentioning continuity errors, but then when they're in the wrap up, I do want to point this little piece of trivia out. Um, when Steel is being tended to by paramedics, his suit is back on. <laughs> And that makes no sense because it has been ripped up, yeah. ripped apart throughout this fight. But
1: yeah, it's, I mean, it's I don't know. We all know Tony Stark. I mean, John Henry Irons likes nanobots and you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Later, later he does have liquid steel yeah, that that he uses uh, you know, later versions. But, uh, but yeah, let, let's go ahead and hit this up real quick. The, the return. So what did you think of the return? Like, did you, did you think it was a grand enough return for this almost year long really like 9 months uh story. Yeah. Do you think do you think 9 months was enough time between death and return? Mm,
1: was it enough time? I do feel like it's a little rushed at the end. Uh and, I agree. and maybe that's just the nature of the beast cuz I I could also see that you know you can you can kind of turn that argument around and be like, well, like once he is revealed like you that these stories would have to kind of organically quickly resolve themselves you couldn't i i don't know i mean you, you can make both arguments but maybe a little more time of uh you know maybe even a rejection of like absolutely not like we, we've got too many supermen as it is like you know uh, who's this guy yeah or, or yeah you know. and,
0: and we don't have it we don't have a fifth title yeah,
1: to, yeah. <laughs> to fill in. so yeah and i think uh honestly that's why they chose man of steel to have him actually return in because then you do have the battle with steel in which uh you hit you get his inner conflict when he is defensive of of being kind of earth's champion in superman's stead kind of thing And you see him slowly realize that he thinks that this is Kal El returned, and that Superman actually is back. And so, so it's cool that you get that he's the one of the four that would relinquish the title to Superman. So he shows up in his title. You know, this is very meta, but uh, and then he, and then Man of Steel, you know, gets to pass the torch and kind of hand back over that title almost to. to the real superman so i do like that you have uh you know kind of that cool little bit meta thought process with that i like stuff like that but um but yeah it feels a little rushed uh i wish there had been a, a little more i mean if these if cyborg superman really possesses the majority of the powers of superman i feel like this should have been a bigger fight uh I feel like it should have taken longer to resolve. I mean, you have a being that not only has the physical powers, you know, even if it's 95%, whatever you want to call it, of Superman... He also can control technology. Yeah. Like he can pretty much do anything with technology. He's pretty yeah. powerful. And I feel like there were a lot of kind of unused roads in that. I mean, he had the keys to the kingdom from Bill Clinton himself, as we talked about before, you know, that, uh that he'd yeah. been plugged into the world computer. You got to remember this is, Really pre internet too, so it's like a big deal. But uh Yeah,
0: because cause as we said, Clinton had just taken office, so Al Gore was just getting into the process yeah, of inventing, inventing the, internet. the internet. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh you know, i, f- I f- find it interesting. You you talked about uh Man of Steel, you know, pretty much handing back over the title. It is Superman eighty two, which is the back for good issue. Uh-huh. Which is where this ultimately ends with the destruction of Cyborg Superman. Yeah. And again, that's kind of Superman reclaiming yeah. because Cyborg Superman was the one who took over Superman. the Superman issues. Right. And so here it is, Superman 82. And sure enough, uh, that's the end of Cyborg Superman yeah. uh, w- for this story. Right, right. And Superman you know, reclaims uh, his his title as Superman. Yep. Yeah, I hadn't uh, thought so, about that one maybe. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What was your thought of, okay, let, let me ask this question first. I had an issue with how quickly the turn is for Cyborg Superman. Yeah. That it's him and Eradicator going to find out what's happening at Central City. And then all of a sudden Cyborg just blasts Eradicator Superman. Yeah. It didn't seem like um, there was a
1: lot of motivation. There wasn't a lot of that, setup. Right. Yeah.
0: I didn't feel that there was the... the build. Like you said, there was the stuff you can then look back at and go, oh, he was planning this the right. whole time. But I feel there needed to be a little twist to kind of make you start going, hold up. But, like <laughs> Yeah, but also,
1: I won't go so far to say plot hole, but given that Eradicator is also technology, why doesn't he try to... Control him. Like, wouldn't you think this is a great asset to take over? Well, I or does guess he not maybe, maybe because understand? He's,
0: or it might be just because he's he's more of like energy technology. He's not, yeah, uh, mechanical technology. Yeah, kind of some kind of bio might be a, technology. Yeah. Though. What were your thoughts on bringing Mongol into the story eh, as well? Eh, I I don't. Yeah, I.
1: I I don't see why that device is needed. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I, I don't know. I could I could kind of take or leave it if it had actually paid off. I I didn't really see the need yeah. there. Whereas there were like we we're talking about just even spitballing like I'm kind of seeing other things and thinking like why didn't they play this out? So I, my with storytelling, I dislike when you add unnecessary elements when there's fruit to be had kind of laying around. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my feelings about a lot of what went on uh, toward the end of this. I just stick to the story that's been laid out and like let's really flesh this out and, and maybe take a, a few more uh, issues to to resolve some of the
0: things that have been presented to us. So, this, this could just be a brush-off topic, but you brought up kind of unnecessary. Um, are you familiar with the Bloodlines storyline that was happening? Yep. The, and how it involved the, the, that... the reign of Super... Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so, they were just these random side episode, or issues. Right. Um, and the one with Superboy is the weirdest, because the stuff at Central City had already happened. Yeah. Superboy had gone there. Superboy uh, had stopped that rocket that was blasted that was going to... Uh, hit Metropolis, but it knocked him out. But then when he recovers, he's now in this bloodline storyline where I think it's Maggie Sawyer says, Hey, before you go back to central city, right. We want you to take a look at this, right. you know, right. these, the, uh, this issue. And so there's this whole issue, uh, of the bloodlines that was in the you know Superman annual. Yeah. And, and but some cool covers though. Yeah, I mean, and it's a it's an interesting story, it
1: is, but it is bizarrely thrown right in the middle. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and that's how they kick it. You know, they kick it off and they have each of the Superman, right. you know, all four of them having to deal with these aliens in their own issue, yep. and then they go back to the finish up the return of Superman and the bloodline storyline. Then just continues on with like Hawkman. Did, and, did they just uh, realize yeah.
1: <laughs> that they were only going to make it to Man of Steel twenty four, so they needed to like. <laughs> they need yeah. they needed one more in to make it 25 when we bring Superman back like
0: <laughs> yeah I yeah I don't know what the the deal was there but I, I think that's my only uh, you know it's, it, like you said I've, I feel like it was rushed just a little yeah. just yeah. a little bit yeah exactly like that, I'm not really complaining but yeah no you know and there's even the the fact that somehow uh somehow Lantern's ring, can completely reconstruct Superman's suit. Yeah. Which like, when has he ever had the ability to do something like that? You know? I don't know. So yeah, there's, there's just a little bit of it that feels a little, a <laughs> little odd, but, but again, Nicholas and I talked a lot about that uh, last week when we talked about the reign of Superman and how they did the return. Of course, there's no Mongol, but there's dark side. Yeah. And uh, again, a lot, a lot more, but you can go back and listen to that episode to hear those thoughts. Chad and I won't rehash uh, some of that between ourselves, uh, which is why, like I said, I wanted to keep this Return of Superman kind of short, because I wanted, since this is our the end of our Summer of Superman, I wanted us to mo- mainly focus on the legacy of this storyline. Again, this is a storyline that kicks off in you know October, November of '92, uh, and then stretches all the way into you know end of summer, of mm-hmm. uh, you know beginning of fall of '93. You know, almost spanning an entire year uh, with those you know, three, two, three months uh, of just nothing. You've got this storyline, which as we've talked about through these one shots came out of a necessity to fill time uh, when you, they couldn't do the story that they wanted to. Yeah. It was a huge media story, worldwide story. People who never read a comic in their life knew that this event was happening. uh, Even, even into the reign of Superman, you know, Mm -hmm. it was still kind of in the news when that all started. Uh, and of course when he returned, you get all of that as well. Uh, even the the uh, heart attack issue with Jonathan had its own special uh, white sleeve cover mm-hmm. uh, just like the death had the black one. And so the, you had this big event and Chad and I talked about in the very first one shot of the summer of Superman, you know, we talked about how big this was right but here we want to talk about what it meant to comics. After, now I know Chad thinks that there is some negativity, and so I I I know he will talk about it. I think that there was a lot of positivity coming out of it, so let's get into that. I'll I'll let Chad give his uh, his thoughts first. So, what do you say, Chad?
1: Well, uh, uh, I would argue there's there's clearly a downside to this, and like uh, you know, a lot of things. Comics are a business, and you know, I'm I'm glad they made some money on this, and I think it's really hard to be too judgmental in the sense that you do have to remember that while comics were having a renaissance in the '90s already, like they were, they were becoming popular again. They weren't doing great. Like, you know, Marvel is like barely out of out of bankruptcy. They're having a pretty rough time. Uh, DC's not doing a whole lot better. They they were doing a little bit better, but uh, so you you have you know, an industry that's struggling. Uh, they come up with this fantastic idea at DC to to kill Superman and it does make worldwide news. It's huge. It's, uh, it's just a giant event. And so I think it's just a knee jerk reaction to go, okay, well, that was fantastic. Uh, we expect to continue to replicate this. We're creators. Let's be creative and come up with more of this, this stuff. and, and, I think the bar was set just a little too high. And so, so the comic industry and I would, you know, maybe not at like the writer level and stuff like that. That would be really hard to say, but at the, the corporate boardroom level, they were now expecting these millions of copies sold. Like you'd seen with, with the death of Superman. and, that just wasn't going to be the reality of it. So the the industry moved into throwing themselves into these big, you know, overarching story events uh, that, that you just hadn't seen before, that kind of focus on these, uh, you know, one pinnacle stories. And so I don't think it was great for the industry in that sense. Like you had a lot of, of swing and misses and, uh, and them not reacting well when they didn't get the big numbers that, that DC had gotten with the death of Superman run. And so, you know, there are some cool, uh, titles that directly come out of it. I mean, obviously, um, you know, nightfall, uh, isn't far after this and, and is clearly inspired by the same kind of writer thought process, uh and uh it's a cool story. I like Nightfall. I I know some people, you know, kind of make fun of Bane and all that sort of stuff, but I think it's a cool story. Uh but f- that was may I I would kind of argue that was the exception to the rule. Uh it was the one that maybe proved the rule that it was kind of not going to be repeatable if that makes sense. So in that sense, yeah. uh it hurt comics. Uh you had uh a lot of money being thrown at comic books all of a sudden and it wasn't necessarily used well and, and titles didn't sell like they had hoped they would. And so you had, uh, toward the end of the nineties, you have this decrease in comic books and, you know, it's hard to really blame it on this particular story, but I do think that this story is, is in part at fault there. Uh, so, I would kind of mark it as like the high watermark of comic book reading,
0: uh, in that sense. I, I won't disagree with you entirely, but at the same time, this was also a rebirth for comics. Not only do you have all these new, uh, you know, new readers who came into comics in this story, which. I was reading comics before, but I know this is one of the storylines that really hooked me in um, and started one of my, you know, started my fascination probably more so with Superman Mm -hmm. than anything previous, you know, and I don't know other of my co-hosts, you know, have said this was a, a big turning point for them uh, as comic readers, but you're also looking at, let's, let's look at this time. So yes, Marvel was going through their struggles, but just, A year prior, since we're talking about '92 when the storyline started, Mm -hmm. just a year prior in '91, uh, Jim Lee's X-Men number one becomes the best-selling comic of all time. You know, the biggest-selling comic of all time. Then you would have Todd McFarlane come in and do Spider-Man number one, and it would all it would then sell you know 2.5 million copies. Jim Lee would be having his run uh, at DC, and what well, this was 92 so this was also the year that image comics started ooh yeah yeah so because again there there was yes the turmoil happening yep. between in Marvel and DC which caused these artists to leave right. and go start image do their but yeah. but yeah but you got image comics which all that came from image comics uh, started at this time you know Todd McFarlane creating Spawn yep. once again yep one of the biggest selling comics of all time. Um you know, and all these new characters coming out of Image. Then even though it was the the catalyst for this, you've got Lois and Clark, a television show coming to ABC which would then premiere in 93. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and it would it was a successful show for the 90s. Yeah. Uh on ABC and had had its run. Then You've got Batman the Animated Series getting kicked off. Uh, you got X-Men the Animated Series. Superman the Animated Series would come a few years after. I think that was 95, 96 was when Superman the Animated Series. But then think about that resurgence. So now you've got this DC animated universe that's being built with Batman then Superman following into Justice League going into the 2000s. Yeah, for sure. And all the spinoffs of all of that, that they uh, some successful, some not. Uh, So I'm not disagreeing with you that maybe, maybe in the overall scheme of things, comics did not, did not, wasn't able to keep up with the success of Death of Superman. Yeah, that's, I still think, yeah, I still think the way we talk about how Batman 89 was the, the catalyst of restarting the superhero genre. Yeah. Uh, and i'll say superhero genre across everything yeah. movies television shows comics themselves you know oh, yeah. 78 superman your grandfather of it all but there really wasn't much in the 80s that helped until batman 89 then like i said that's 89 right we're now getting into 91 just two, two years yep. later we get that we get that x-men number one 92 we're now getting into this death of superman uh 93 we're getting into the the birth of image comics. Uh, we got Batman, the animated series starting up and we now it's, if anything, I would say the thing that death of Superman did was Batman ignited it and maybe launched it, but then death of Superman helped boost it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Help the momentum keep going
1: Yeah, for DC in particular, but yeah. Comics wide. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. With the exception of, you know, X-Men, the animated series, and, well, Spider-Man, the animated series, was a pretty successful yeah. cartoon as well. But, yeah, DC is really hitting a, a stride here that it would take Marvel, Marvel another decade. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Roughly another decade, you know, yep. 15 years, uh, before they could really, you know, overtake DC in terms of just, and again, I'm just talking in terms of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, I, my critique is is being very
1: specific, and to be one hundred percent honest, I am not sure that it wouldn't have happened without the death of Superman, uh, in the sense of it also is a perfect storm of just the evolution of the way we consume media. So you know, I mean, we're we're getting very you know big industry at this point, but. Yo, know, you can make the argument that we were going to move away from paper comic books. The numbers of sales were going to fall off, regardless, because paper comic books are uh, kind of a dying thing. Because you have digital versions. There's so you know, every, yeah. th- there's just that too. Also, just the evolution of media. So, uh, I, I, if you made the argument that death of Superman was part of uh the catalyst that led to you know the monster that is the MCU today I pr- I wouldn't argue against you I I think you're you're on to something in that sense that in the collective you know consciousness and imagination of Americans in particular, it definitely turned us on to uh, the idea of superheroes again and the stories that can be told uh, through yeah. through that lens uh so so I, I definitely think there's there's something there
0: well and that's also you know one of the the common misconceptions about the death of Superman was that they decided to kill him off because people thought he was too powerful right that's not true that was taken care of back with crisis yeah and and then with with I've, my mind just went blank but with the writer that brought Superman back uh there in the 80s uh, Burns Burns you know that that was that Superman this Superman was not that just overly powerful Superman yeah but by choosing and yes there had been deaths of characters previously to this you know but they weren't mainstream characters and here you're talking about not just killing off a mainstream character you're killing off the original yeah. Superhero. superhero yeah yeah. <laughs> so the impact that that has of and I get what what you've said of at the same time, it's it's kind of a double edged sword. You've got this now this n- rekindled interest in comics of, well, hey, if they're willing to kill off the quintessential superhero, mm-hmm. what else are they doing in comics at the same time? you have now killed off the quintessential <laughs> superhero. And so like you've kind of talked about, can anything ever compete with that? Right. My honest answer is no. You have, like you talked about, you have nightfall where you have the uh, variation, but you're only disabling Batman. You're not killing yeah. Batman. Yeah. Um, you know, you have, you get story in i I'll stay in DC for the most part. You get the story like not too long after this story is when Hal Jordan goes evil, yeah, and merges with Parallax and starts to wipe out the Green Lanterns. So you get an epic story like that. Uh, You get into the 2000s. You get Flashpoint, and you get the big story with the Flash. And then again, this ultimately leads to the MCU, where I I'm just I'm gonna say it. You can argue with me if you want. But the MCU pulled off the death of Superman. They just did it with Iron Man. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's the first. And then when they get to the ultimate final battle, he's the one that risks it all to save the world. And it costs him his life. I mean, those movies are big. But did the death of Tony Stark reach the same height that uh, the death of Superman did? I would say no. But I also I would also say it's because of the same thing you just said about the way we consume media. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the entire world was following this story from beginning to end. Right. Whereas the death of Superman, for the most part, for a lot of people, just came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it brought people to the table. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of people you'll meet who start with Endgame. Yeah. And they yeah. have to go back and... <laughs> Wait a yeah. minute. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did this happen? Or even start with Infinity War. Right, right. Uh, which which is what which is ultimately what would happen if you just started with the four issues that make up the the quote unquote death of superman yeah. so <laughs> uh, yeah but i just look at it as this is one of those moments like we always talk about on this podcast you know with superman 78 with batman 89 with blade in 96 um you know with iron man in uh, 07, 2008 yeah. of of those moments in movies that have helped push the superhero genre. But we got to remember, the superhero genre covers not just the movies, it's the TV shows. Yeah. It's the the comics themselves. And this, in the midst of all of that, this is the one comic story, maybe other than Civil War Mm -hmm. for Marvel, that you can really tie into that push to keep that momentum going. Well,
1: we've, you know, we've said this ad nauseum, but I'm, it was a, it's a cultural touchstone. You can talk to even non comic book people that just were alive at the time. And it it can be part of your, do you remember the nineties conversation? You know, it's just, it was part of something that culturally happened. And so it's clearly important in that. And I, i'm a marvel guy like i have to caveat that but i i don't think you can name another story in comic books no period I
0: yeah i don't think civil war even no. had that no um uh,
1: you you can't just talk to a non-comic book person about uh you know peter parker in the 90s and the uh, okay whatever you know but the death yeah. of Superman, like, we all remember those things. The the black image with the dripping blood Superman's uh, shield. You know, it's just, it's iconic. And uh, I grudgingly say it, it also lives up to it. It was... Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic comic book story. And so, it, kind of in the same vein we're talking about it's a double edged sword like is this the first comic run you give to somebody who's not a comic book fan like have you ruined comic books for them <laughs> you know at that point <laughs> yeah. you know kind of thing cuz cuz it, it doesn't can another get another comic ever yeah. yeah uh you know i i would argue that you you still can find I, other yeah, great yeah i will things, say that yeah. you know i will say that depends on taste for sure well, but even at that, like, there there are just other stories that you could then bring up and, and, and give to somebody. But, like, it's a high bar to set, uh, even though it, yeah. it would seem like kind of the the low-hanging fruit to, to, hey, man, have you ever read this? This is amazing. So, uh, but it, well, it's hard to beat.
0: Yeah, because even, I, you know, I'm trying to make the connection with Marvel, and I do think Civil War uh, is the closest Marvel I mean, again, you're a Marvel guy. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think Civil War is the closest Marvel's ever gotten to something like this. Yeah. But Marvel, I think, tried to make it too big. Uh, whereas the this death, reign, return of Superman storyline was kind of contained yeah. in just the four Superman titles. Yeah. Uh, yet, not that there weren't mentions in some of the it other titles that it. were happening. Yeah, but yeah. it didn't take over whereas, everything. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in Civil War, the Civil every, War took over every yeah. every Marvel title
1: went went that way, yeah.
0: And so it's hard to like you're you're just saying if I wanted to give a storyline for someone to read, I can give you the the death of Superman, tr- you know, trade book sure. where you can read straight through it. I can give you the Reign of Superman trade book where you can read straight through it. Uh, I can give you the World Without Superman, which features Funeral for a Friend right. and all. And you can read straight through it. Civil War, even though they have trades of those, you it's still can't crazy. just hand, yeah. yeah, you can't hand one to somebody and they they know what happened in that. Yeah, story.
1: I, I would say that you know with X Men being their most popular title by a large margin, you know House of M uh, How, yeah. probably stands up in in that kind of realm, uh, but they're they're few and far between. Uh, I think Marvel did a good job of telling their own stories. Uh, they did clearly try to emulate the, the death of Superman formula sometimes, but um, they, they
0: never. Yeah, really Cause of course, got there. It, yeah, of course, civil war eventually leads to the death of captain America. Uh, and so, and, and I mean, they even had the big moment where Spider-Man, Peter Parker mm-hmm. reveals himself to the world. You know, they, they had the, the big moments uh in it. But yeah, there's just something about Death of Superman. And even though I know a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the funeral for a friend, you know, we talked about how having the Clintons in it even <laughs> though it may have worked in 92, 93, uh it dates it. Yeah. Um and you and in I talked about Superboy. Yeah. yeah, and you and I talked about Superboy and how his look and the way he he acted uh, was a sign of the time, which also dates it. But if you take everything else, mm-hmm. you know, you, you read around the fact, oh, yeah, look, there's Bill Clinton. <laughs> and you you kind of shrug off the Superboy stuff. Everything else in this, this run from beginning to end is still uh, an awesome it read now. Up. Yep. Like, yeah, it holds yeah. up. There, there's nothing else about it that makes you go, oh, well, that, that's not the way this would play out. No, that's still the way it would play out yeah. in, in a comic. Yeah. Like, there's nothing about it other than those two th- things, you know, Superboy character and Bill Clinton. There's nothing else that sets this as this happened in the early 90s. Because even when I'm reading it, and I know I'm a little biased, but <laughs> even when I'm reading it in 2023, like, I'm just captivated. Yeah. And I'm... I'm just loving every moment of it. Nothing feels old as I'm reading it. You know, you you go back and read some of the Silver Age comics; those oh, feel yeah. old. Yeah, they do. Well, you're reading them. Yeah, they they feel old. This comic doesn't feel old. No, none of these the, these comics do, in, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, uh, the only I'll agree with you eighty-five uh, percent. Uh, the only thing <laughs> I push you. back a little bit is I do think that it's because we're of that era that that we don't read into that the technology stuff will seem dated. Because if you had a guy who can control all of Earth's technology in 2022, 23... I get there's no cell phones uh, and there's... But that's a small gripe. I think that the story still holds up. I still agree with you that overall, uh, if you just, you know managed to wipe Superboy out of memory uh that you 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 come up pretty even keeled honestly uh there's not a lot of stuff that just stamps it as wow this is this specific year set uh and and uh the story definitely holds up the emotion that is played out just the ideas of the stuff that that we've been talking about that uh that Superman is a creature of morality not of power uh you yeah. know his his power is completely hinged upon his morality and his ethics yeah. that were given to him by the you know the least of these uh kind of thing the the idea that just simple uh people who had good character and moral compass could create the thing that Lex Luthor bizarrely wishes he could be, you know, despite yeah. all of his power and privilege. So in that sense, I think the story holds up incredibly well. I mean, these are still things we're talking about today. The idea of, yeah. of how does power get fulcrumed? What what creates a good person versus a bad person? Uh, you know, how do you how do you use the gifts that are given to you to better the world? It's all things that we're still discussing, maybe even more today than than we were back then. Uh, and I think that the story, I won't go so far as to say it's a catalyst for that kind of conversation, but it's not dated uh, when you, when you yeah. compare them. So I, I think in that sense is still a very relevant story and something that we can still, uh, obviously you and I can still talk about it today. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, I, I think it still is in the, the cultural consciousness in that sense. And I think that's what makes Superman interesting in the long run. Again, he's not my personal favorite character, but I do think that's, uh, you know, what gets really interesting about Superman is just the big ideals, the the idea, yeah. Of, oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know if I mean, it spawns stuff like the boys. So you know the the kind of counter reaction like, no, we think if if a person had you know, virtually unlimited physical power, this is the way they would act. And so we're still having that argument and that's what makes Superman and this story particularly very interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're looking at taking this story, and I mean, they either reference it or they try to recreate it. I mean, from from then till now, Mm -hmm. Superman the animated series, even though Doomsday never appears, you know, there's 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 episodes of that where you know one of the the biggest episode is one I talked about way back at the beginning of this podcast when I talked about why I love Superman so much. You know, the one where Superman is facing uh, Darkseid and he tells Darkseid, you know, I feel like I live in a world of, of cardboard. You're realizing he is extremely powerful, but that's not what makes him the hero. What makes him the hero is being able to control that power and being able to know when to use that power. Yeah. And then the character of Doomsday, the character of Doomsday, Doomsday becomes so big that you know they 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 launch him off into space uh, in the reign of Superman. It's Cyborg Superman that does it, but you get it, him reviving, and you get into the Hunter Prey Superman Doomsday Hunter Prey series, which gives us his background. Uh, you get into the Doomsday War. You get into the uh the doomed storyline yeah, which is Superman one of my gets favorites. infected yeah yeah and you know even up to uh, them bringing him quote unquote back as uh, you and I previously talked about in the 30th anniversary uh special uh, issue as doombreaker yeah. and I mean they they brought him into the Krypton series on sci-fi uh, because since since they gave him his background in Krypton they they tied it into that. Uh, and it wasn't great, but they brought him into Smallville and gave him a different story in Smallville. And then, of course, we got the Zack Snyder version in Batman v Superman. Yeah. But even what you're talking about, the you know, what would Superman be like if he wasn't raised by the Kents? I mean, uh, you got the Red Sun yeah, Elseworlds story that is a great story. Yeah. Uh, you've even got uh, the um, the James Gunn produced Brightburn movie yeah. that came out a yeah. couple years ago. Of you know they don't say it's Superman. Yes, but kind of idea. You know, what if a yeah, what if a Superman type alien still was found in the middle of you know farmland? Yeah. But what if the the parents weren't exactly like Jonathan and Martha Kent and weren't able to to control uh, what their son? I mean, I I even always go as far. I'm not as big of the anime uh, type person, but Dragon Ball oh. Z is. It's Superman. It's the I thought Superman story. One Punch Man. Well, but, yeah. I'm not as as much on One Punch. I have heard heard the stuff with One Punch, but but I know Dragon Ball. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's a very similar thing. He comes down, and it's him being raised to even though he was sent to destroy Earth, uh, he's being raised to become Earth's you know Goku's being raised to become Earth's mightiest protector. Yeah, which which they even they kill Goku, <laughs> and yeah, but yeah, that yeah, but then that doesn't stop. <laughs> to stop him yep, yep. from uh from doing what he does but yeah i totally totally agree this 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 death of superman and the effect it had on just storytelling and the the way to i mean the depth of a superhero oh that it was able yeah. to yeah that it was able to and that's not just with superman yeah i, I talked about two weeks ago you know characters like booster gold i mean this B level superhero that, you know, a lot of people here, he is having a, a, you know, a stand, you know, the stuff you got with Guy Gardner during this run, yeah where he's even part of the reign of Superman storyline. Yep. So you you get a lot of that. You get the stuff with guardian, like you talked about a couple weeks ago. It it just, it, it gave us so much more depth to what the way comics could be written, I think. And, uh, And yeah, uh, I I don't know how much more I can go on that. No, I, I think that's a, I think that's as good as it gets. And you know, even, even going into Flashpoint, which then leads into the new 52. And then when the new 50, again, I don't know what the plans are. I haven't done my research on new 52, but the fact that what do you end up having to do in the new 52? bring Superman back <laughs> and not just bring the original Superman back yeah. and not just bring him, bring him back in the black suit too. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, uh, we don't want to do the mullet, so we'll do a beard <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, we'll bring him back in the black suit. Uh, but this time the black suit's not for collecting solar energy. It's for him to say, stay stealth. Yeah. And, and hidden. And then you kill off the new 52 Superman with just something as simple as kryptonite poisoning. Which again, that doesn't get the impact. No, but that's also because anyone who's reading comics at that point are going, yeah, this isn't Superman. This is this is our this is our you know imitation Superman, right. and this is just another quote unquote crisis event that's kind of happening, and, and then we get back to to the uh, the Man of Steel, the Man of Tomorrow, the Last Son of Krypton, all those those uh, monikers. Yep. The yeah, you know, the big blue boy scout is one of my favorites. Yeah. Even though it's usually used by Lex in a, yeah, a negative yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's such just such a great storyline. And if if you've listened to all of these episodes uh throughout the summer a uh, summer super and you haven't read it, I don't care how much has been spoiled. <laughs> yeah, okay. No like still go we read s- it. We still clearly missed a ton of stuff. Have you
1: not listened to how oh, confused yeah. we've gotten at certain points? <laughs> So, yeah, oh, man.
0: You, you can avoid the bloodline uh, story <laughs> yeah. when it gets into that and probably soon you know, if you're Boy, trying to just, follow, some... you know, yeah. well, <laughs> but again, I would say I would say go out and try to find those those collected backs because that way you're going to get the story in the best chronological order. Yeah. You're not going to have to go hunting around for, OK, which issues next Yeah. Um, no kidding. or get or get messed up by uh, something like bloodlines all of a sudden sudden. Uh, coming into the story, but I would say go go find those again you can usually find them all together uh, or separated you know death uh, by itself, world without Superman by itself and uh, return rain and return is usually all together uh, but I, I would say go out and find those mm-hmm. but a- any any last words you have Chad or or do you think we've we've exhausted everything we could say? I
1: think we've covered this pretty good.
0: I think we have to there's so much more though I could just <laughs> ramble on about but I think we're gonna go ahead and end it there uh, this has been a, uh, this has been a such a fun summer for me yeah uh, being able to go back and relive this as Chad said yes we might be a little biased because we're of the age that this event happened uh, you know Chad and I are both in our 40s and so we were we were right prime oh, you yeah. know kids not quite teenagers yet as uh, as this storyline hit. So, you know, we, we were the ones that we would take our uh, $3 into uh, the store to buy the issue of the comic that we could get that week or wh- whenever we were able to go buy comics. Yep. Uh, now we're having to cough up, you know, six, seven bucks per comic. <laughs> but uh, as as I say, looking down at my Action Comics subscription issue that came in the mail today, but, but it, it's a great one for me and I, I loved going back. And reliving it, and even getting to do, uh, giving getting to experience it through Bethany, who got to read it for the first time. Yes, she yeah. just read Death. She didn't read Return uh, Rain or Return, but she she just read the the four issues from Death. But getting to experience that with her, getting to again go go a little bit deeper into these storylines that I've probably not done before. And as Chad talked about, reading some of these comics that I may not have read since. Yeah you know, early nineties. Yeah. And so I either forgot about something or I may have, there may have been a comic. I just completely skipped. And so it was the first time right. that I had maybe seen some of these uh, comics and panels. Yeah. Uh, so there's no telling, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm sure Chad has the same sentiment when it comes to all of this, uh, but we'll go ahead and end it there. Thank you everybody for joining us on this journey uh, in our Superman uh, summer of Superman and our walk through the death uh, reign and return of Superman through all, out all of that. We'll continue things going from here on out. Uh, you know, we'll break away from Superman. Probably won't do anything Superman related for a little while. Just give you a little bit of a break uh, <laughs> since <laughs> we've done almost two full months of Superman. Nothing but Superman episodes. Uh, but we got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, we always end, end our season at the end of uh, August. That's the end of our our year here at uh, Moving Panels. We always end it with a tradition that just kind of fell on our laps of doing a really bad movie. <laughs> and uh, I'll go ahead and let you know that Tim Williams is going to be joining me at the end of August to do Morbius. So we- we've I'm got sorry. that coming up. Yeah. <laughs> we got that coming up. Uh, also, uh, in uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, Tim and Nicholas Pepin are going to join me. And we previously have done the best 80s comic book movie. Well we're going to tackle the (laughs) nineties and we are going to go through all the comic book movies of the nineties and break down what is the best comic book movie of the nineties. So stay tuned for that. We got other great episodes coming your way. So stay with us. Uh, But for today for moving panels, I'm Laramie Wells and I'll see you on the other side of the page. (sighs) What seems to be the problem, pal? There's just so much pain in the world, so many issues, I don't think I can bear it.
1: Well, friendo, it sounds like you could use a dose of pop culture roulette.
0: Pop culture roulette? What's that? Some sort of pop culture-themed podcast or something? That's right, sonny boy. When hope seems far, dive into some PCR! But I already get my entertainment news from variety.
1: Huh, that's pretty good. If you're a chucklehead, PCR gives you news you need. Condensed, unfiltered, and raw from three nerds who know a little something about something.
0: Wow, okay, sign me up. That's
1: the spirit. Pop Culture Roulette. New episodes every Monday, available on all major podcast directories.
0: Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to the 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s flick flashback podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go.